Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. All right. <laughs> hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers We got sisters. bumped by the bumper there, didn't we? Yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, you know, I think we're still feeling the after effects of the uh, organ oh. vortex, actually. Yes. I went, went on the uh, on the road after the conference with the family. Oh, that's right. Took the uh, Pope, Pope, Pope V. The Pope Mobile. Uh, the Pope Mobile. And uh, we uh, headed up north, went through Oregon, and uh, we stopped at the organ vortex. Where uh, all things... Beer Nirvana. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's oh. like a house of mystery. Oh. It's like some, you know, fallen be. down shack. Oh. And because all the angles are weird, it makes you oh. feel like, you know, you look at things and, uh, you know, it's op- a bunch of optical illusions. So it changed the way you look at things. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Hmm. It's deeply spiritually moving. Uh, that's good. You can use some of that. I've been hearing some weird things about you blowing up all the time. And me? Yeah. No, that's impossible. No, Not me. Not me. You, you guys must are be talking to, to somebody else. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, go ahead. you know, I was all about these peanuts and stuff. I mean, I, I didn't know those hurt so bad when I was throwing them at you. Yeah, well. I wouldn't have thrown them as many. It was bitch. hard, yeah. Oh, speaking of son of a bitch, uh, how about that conference? <laughs> oh, man. Well, from the uh, other side of the halls, it was pretty cool. Right, <laughs> I was like, I spent my time crawling through the back corridors of the hotel. That was the worst freaking conference I've ever been to. Yeah, I, I definitely got to go to a few sucks. more to remember what it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucks when you have to work the conference. Yeah, I thought uh, you and your guys did an amazing job. Well, like it yeah, made the we, whole thing. Uh, we took our task very seriously. It wasn't anything we you know we went after it. Yeah, there's a lot of details associated with uh, putting that uh, cellar thing together. Uh, it's more than just the obvious stuff. There's a lot of uh, little pieces you got to bring to make sure it all works. The um, like beer. Was a, well, beer. Uh, you got to bring. I, I remember to bring some party lights. Uh, once all the beers put so away you in the party. No, well, once all the beers put away in the refrigerated truck, then we hook up a strand of uh, the nice the white party lights, and then we mm-hmm. let the beer, you know, bask in the party lights to make it taste better. Uh, so, did you hear any complaints about the beer on club night? No, no, it's all very good. All very party delicious. Party lights, yes. Yeah, well, there's the secret. Yeah. Yep. Well, I love the conference. I love, uh, you know, meeting uh, oh, lots of lots of friends, new people. Um, you know, uh, the the really cool thing is a lot of listeners were there. Yeah. There were a lot, a lot. of Brewing Network listeners yes. at that conference, yeah. and uh, so I had a great time. I, I love meeting uh, all sorts of new people and. Uh, and uh, hearing their stories and mm-hmm. just getting a chance to shake their hand, maybe yeah. uh, try a beer or two. And uh, that was fantastic. The only drawback is you don't really have time to sit down and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, hang out with your your existing friends. <laughs> so you're making lots of new right. friends. But, right. you know, like our, uh, you know, while we were there at the, uh, in the hospitality suite, Brewing Network, mm-hmm. uh, seated right next to us was uh, Northern Brewer. You know, sponsors of the show. They had their booth right next to ours. And, uh, uh, you know, I got a chance to say hi to those guys you know, in passing. Hey. Yeah, I always wanted to say a lot more, but never got around And, to. yeah, I would have loved to have yeah. sat down and yeah. have a couple beers with them, tell them how much I appreciate their sponsoring the show yeah. uh, all these years and uh, really making this uh, the show possible. So it does. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're listening and uh, you like this show and you appreciate it, you know, show uh, Northern Brewer some love. You know, uh, at the very least, send them an email saying, hey, you know, I really appreciate you doing this. It, it means a lot to me. Uh, and if you happen to be ordering something, you know, throw the comments in there and tell them how much uh, how much you love it. 
Who knows? Some some listeners have received special bonus gifts Ooh. for their comments. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you never. But know. it has happened. It has happened. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the reports I've gotten back. All right. Uh, I think on the forum, people have said, "Hey, yeah, I put the comments in there. They threw in like a pint glass or something. Nice. Uh, this is pretty cool. And they're, they're great guys and uh, yeah, deserve our support because." Uh, they they are good and they they support us and homebrewers uh, all across the world. So uh, good stuff. And if you happen to be uh, in a shopping mood, check out the Brewing Network store. Go in there, you get some really cool uh, shirts. They get the Brew Strong shirts. They got Hop Grenade shirts. They got the shirts from the. You can even get the shirts from the uh, the anniversary party. The anniversary party was a blast too. Oh yeah! Oh my God, that was amazing. That was great. I and. You know, I got there. I, I took some pictures with some guys in nutters. I uh, shook hands with there. a few guys, signed some books. Then I went over, and I'm like, uh, you know, there was an empty jockey box. There were some kegs. I had two kegs of crappy beer there that I started to pour. Yeah. And I was calling them, uh, what was I calling them? I was calling them, uh, you know, this kind of oaked beer and this amber beer. And uh, one of the listeners came up, and he said, you know, you'll do better if you give those better names. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, like what? And uh, we started calling the oaked one Geppetto's Crotch uh, from one of the earlier shows. I remember you calling it that, yes. (laughs) And and the other one, uh, Rusty Trombone. Oh. And uh, we started having a great time with Geppetto's Crotch and Rusty Trombone. People had to try them then, yeah. Yeah, and then we we started blending them. We started having a a Rusty Crotch crotch. or Geppetto's Trombone. Yeah. It was fantastic, and then we blew those kegs pretty fast. And, uh, wow! And there it was, all for a name. All right, yeah, and, you know, a good name that that helps them go. Hmm. Absolutely, and I'm standing there going, "Well, you know, it's kind of uh, oaky, uh, and that one's kind of amber." They're like, uh, "Okay, that sounds great." And then once I started naming them, then people started coming up and said, "Give me some crotch, yeah. <laughs> give me the bone." It was great. Pretty good. Yeah. You got a following just because of the name. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, the beer was probably, I think I had the beers. They were good, actually. They were? Yeah. They were right. Yeah, I, I tasted them with uh, a good friend, Gordon Strong and uh, Peter Simons. Oh. They were they were at my house uh, before the conference, and we nice. went through like 15 kegs that were just like stacked and full of cobwebs. And I'm like, oh, what are these? <laughs> How do you get on this tour? And we... Uh, yeah, you'd have uh, to come up to the. Oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Come up to the uh, Pope Estate, right. and uh, Pope Estate. We uh, we we went through them, and we found a, like a few or like five of them that were actually drinkable, and we took them to the conference, nice. and the rest are sitting out there ready to be poured out. Dumpers. Yep. How about the neighbor? Oh, the old neighbor. You have any new neighbors that drink uh, drink your old beer? Uh, no, tried no, yet. but the old neighbor, he comes over and picks oh, them up, <laughs> drives over so, there. So yeah, he's got a route now, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I took some to 4th of July, had some leftover moose drool clone and some nice. oh. leftover, some Vienna lager that has been going south for a nice. couple of years. So he made his party, that's nice. There you go. Yeah, we, we did that, and uh, we had a wild old time. But I'll, say, I'll tell you, that conference was uh, a thing of beauty. And the Brew Network party, that was awesome. Absolutely yeah, awesome. quite the event, yeah. that. You know, it's because it's the Brewing Network listeners that really kind of oh, They brought, all, they brought all the enthusiasm. That's what made oh, the whole thing yeah, great. Yeah, enthusiasm, exactly. Oh, I got a bunch of that. Even the guys that are on the bus, who should have been totally shot by the time I got there, yeah. still had something left, I noticed. <laughs> Their nutters were kind of <laughs> the, the, sagging. The, the two nutters guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they were great. I like those guys. They were, they were hilarious. They were they're totally comfortable in their nutters. <laughs> right, they weren't. Other people weren't comfortable. No, with them no, we were letters, uncomfortable. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No. When they get up real tight against you for a picture, yeah, that's kind of like, uh, yeah, not not quite what I was expecting. <laughs> but we had a good time, and then, uh, yeah, headed out to Oregon, and uh, yeah, we went on a road trip. And, yeah. yeah, went to uh, Y East, as you can see from my shirt here. They uh, oh. went by Y East. They don't actually do tours. <laughs> they. Uh, They've got uh, you know they've all security conscious and stuff, huh. and uh, but I went there. Well, my daughter went in. They uh, actually uh, uh, gave some sample beers and we chatted for a while. And they uh, took me and my daughter into uh, where they prepare the the cultures and the uh, the nutrients and stuff. Oh. 
and uh, do some other plating work and stuff. And he explained to my daughter how they do the plating and all that stuff. So she thought it was really cool. She got put on like a hair net thing and uh, oh, cool. and uh, booties on her shoes. And she thought that was totally cool because she's into that sort of thing. And so that was that was a, a very cool part of the trip. Nice guys, um, you know, just like uh, just like most of these uh, businesses that serve the home brewers, they're actually very cool. Yeah, they're part of the guys. culture. Yeah. Did you get any secrets? Did you come home with any yeast that you shouldn't have? <laughs> well, that's a whole other story. That's that toilet over in Portland. Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, not the turn it into a rash. <laughs> yeah, it started out as a yeast. You had a splash up, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, Singapore butt slug. Yes. Um, uh, no, I just, I just thought it was neat. I, I saw a little conveyor belt where the packs come oh, tumbling off and stuff. Oh, wow. So uh, it was very cool, very cool. I, I was I was pleased that that was a good time and hit a lot of brew pubs and then hung out and uh, it was just a good relaxing couple of weeks after the conference. So I'm I'm all ready to do it again when it uh, when time comes. Minneapolis, 2010. Yeah, there's someone going to be on the other side of the halls. Right. I'm going to be coming in the front doors. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, this show is about uh, Kenya Brewett, right? We're oh, yeah. waxing eloquent about our how we spent our summer vacation, but uh, we got work to do here. Justin, what's our uh, challenge today? All right. Uh, Stephen Hansen from our very own San Francisco, California, writes in that he wants you guys to try uh, Rogue Dead Guy. I think that's what show we're doing today, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're on the ball here at the, yeah. the, the Brewing Network studio. You probably have a sense we've already done it. That's what's confusing me. Yeah, I'm having, right. I'm having right. deja vu. Yeah, yeah it uh, seems like we did this why show before. Why are we before. all having this? <laughs> well, maybe is. because we did do this show once at the conference oh, yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. It was drinking and, uh, a ball. So I, and there was John Mayer. He was there. He actually joined us and in uh, person, yeah. tasted the beers and uh, you know, blind tasting of the beers. And, and uh, he actually called them cloned. Yeah. And uh, we uh, went through the whole show. It was an excellent show. It was a, a thing of beauty. It was uh, masterful work behind the microphones for uh, Tasty and myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then Justin pushed the wrong, monkey pushed the wrong button. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, gone forever. Show gone. Down yeah. the crapper. But it also, the first, it was a first for Kenny Brewett to have the, the actual the, the brewer. Oh yes, on and right. to be the judge and to make the, the call. Yes, and, you know. and that's why it, <laughs> Even really, we, it really didn't matter that we lost it because uh, it was a first. It was really you know right. treasured. John doesn't do a whole lot of interviewing. No, yeah. no. And he throwing, was awesome. so throwing he was that great. way doesn't doesn't really mean anything. Well. Yeah. And uh, I, when we went up to Oregon, I stopped by uh, Newport, Oregon, and they got the uh, Rogue the brewery, brewery, and they got a great brew pub there. Great food, uh, really nice place, beautiful views and all that. And as you're going into the brew pub, you walk right through the brewery. Well, I'm there with uh, the wife and the kids walking through the brewery, and who do I see but John Mayer? I'm like, hey, John! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where he works, in the yeah. brewery. Okay, sure. Well, yeah, he, he turns around, he comes over, <laughs> we, we chatted for like a good 15 minutes. Uh, he came and found us in the restaurant and brought me a, a pint of beer oh, off, that's a, nice. that was great. off of one of the tanks there. And, cool. Uh, it was very cool. He is he is such a genuine guy and uh, yeah. and, and so uh, so kind and friendly. And I'll tell you what, during that fifteen minutes, we talked about uh, good sites for us to go on our trip. Uh-oh. You know, and in the Pope Mobile uh, <laughs> driving around, he gave us some recommendations on on places to go. And then he talked about other breweries. Uh-huh. He talked about the great things other breweries are doing. Uh-huh. How you know uh, the great beers that they're doing. And he talked up, you know. A whole bunch of other people. Hmm. Not himself. Doesn't talk about himself. Doesn't talk about his own beers. Right. You know, he lets them speak for himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know, he's he's very gracious uh, towards towards everybody, and uh, especially those in the industry. So uh, great guy. Really really cool to uh, to get a chance to uh, to hang out with him during the show, which is now lost forever. And also, well, we have our uh, memories, and there were other other people were there. But, you know, we so. have our memories. It's okay, Justin. We have our memories, which makes for great radio. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, here's awesome. memories uh, uh, really uh, do uh, well uh, on the radio. I do remember one quote. You do. <laughs> yes. Uh, John John leaned to me and said, "You make who's that r- asshole sitting next to you? Yeah. What the hell's the matter? He's with sitting that right guy? next to me, and he says, and leans over and says, "You make great beer." Uh, ah. Yeah. So I remember that. Nice. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe he never said it. There's no proof. Well, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you're imagining it. Yeah. He might have said it on the air, too. I don't know. Maybe it's after he drank his. Well, uh, we do have some audio or video. What do, what do you have? You have I do have video. Uh, I don't think I ha- there's any of him whispering sweet nothings into your ear. We can dub that in. But Yeah, I can do that. We'll take care of that in, in post. Yes. I, we have a video of the of the full tasting and everybody's evaluation and, and whether oh. or not it was said to be cloned or not. Well, that's, that's what we have. And I will post that on the BN Army blog. Uh, to to go along with this show, well, and, and tell the Mayfair story, uh, the Falcon story, so so people know what a true friend I am to you. Go well, ahead, I, go ahead. Know, I, I didn't bring this up at the uh, <laughs> at the. Uh, but you told John Mayer about it. Yeah, I told John uh, before. Actually, before we sat down, uh, maybe a day before or something, I ran into him and told him this story um, because John, uh, back in I don't know the eighties or maybe seventies, uh, he was a member of uh, Maltos Falcons and. Uh, he had won their best of show, uh, won best of show in their competition three years in a row. So he had three of the um, the falcons, the, uh, the the birds as they give yeah, out. Give of, out a big statue, right. big heavy statue right. that's a falcon. Right, and then in the like uh, early in the two thousand five or six or something, or four and five, Jamil won two in a row, and then he stopped entering, and then I think in in some was it six and seven, I won two birds in a row. And I was going, must have been, must have been five and six and seven. I was going for my third. I said, hey, Jamil, I'm going for my third bird in a row. Thought, you know, thought, yeah, okay, that's cool. He'd be happy for me and that kind of thing. And, you know, he appeared to be and all that. But the next thing I know, he's coming out of retirement on this competition. He's entering. So, so that he, he unabashedly said, some crap, yeah. He unabashedly said, well, I want to get three before you do. What the, what the hell's that about? I mean, that's just mean spirited. Anyway, so okay, fine. You know, still got to win it, asshole. So I sent in my best beers as I always do to that competition because I am gunning for it. So they announced the winners, and uh, sure as shit, best of show, Jamil Zanishev. <laughs> Runner up, best of show. No, well, well, you go, Jamil Zanishev. Sure, he's got more than one entry, so he should get. And you wouldn't imagine who came in second runner up, best of show. The guy who would have been best to show. If this asshole hadn't entered. So there I was, sitting there, like, son of a bitch. Not only did he get me, he clearly got me. I mean, he just, yeah, you would have had the best beer if he hadn't entered. I put it to him. I put it to him hard. <laughs> yeah, man. So John thought that was a great story when I told yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He definitely does win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he can appreciate <laughs> like, that. <laughs> we tell this story all the time. It's always best told when he, when we're both together because uh, his reaction is always uh, Jamil's reaction is always classic. Like he, he couldn't have done it any better for as far as he's concerned. Oh, I actually felt bad when I did it. But, did you? But for then, how long? For a couple of seconds. And then I'm like, oh well, what the heck? I guess it was meant to be. Yeah, it was or meant to be. You would let me get my third bird in a row. <laughs> let no, you. Only John had done that. You don't want people letting you do anything. So now I'm win. now I'm out of hops and stuff. I can't. I'm I'm done. Yeah, well, I'm done too. I can't. I can't enter anymore. Yeah. Well, and uh, one thing we did do is an interview with John Mayer. He oh, yeah. helped us out on on brewing this beer, and uh, yeah. uh, really very gracious of him. Uh, helped us out quite a bit. So uh, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll hear from John Mayer Rogue. Okay, so my double IPA has an ABV of seven point five and a clarity of brilliant. So that's a plus eight. I pour it. Sorry, looks like she found it unpalatable. Ha! Shut up, Doug. My creek gets a plus ten versus girls because it's a fruit beer. You can't open the bottle, and she walks over to the guy with the Pinot Grigio. This sucks. Oh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Non-alcoholics Anonymous? Dude, get out of here. We're in the middle of a brew session. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Have you ever been called upon to explain why it's named India Pale Ale? Do you burp Y Yeast 3522 and Crap Cascade? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Tongue Splitter. I've got dry hops stuck in my braces. And the burp. Barrel Porter. Now on tap in the Mose Eisley Cantina. Make tenth level at northernbrewer.com. 
White Labs, your source for maltose mowing monsters, announces the White Labs Platinum lineup for 2009. Looking for out-of-the-ordinary yeast to make the best beer possible? The Platinum strains from White Labs are only available for a limited time and make your homebrew stand out. Through February, find Australian Ale, Essex Ale, and Dusseldorf Alt Yeast. March and April, it's Nottingham Ale, Abbey 4, and Mexican Lager Yeast. And May through June, don't miss Premium Bitter Ale, Belgian Wit 2, and Belgian Bastogne Ale Yeast. Keep up with all the great yeasts in the White Labs Platinum Program at whitelabs.com, where you can also join the White Labs Customer Club. Brew with the freshest and most unique yeast with the White Labs 2009 Platinum Strains. White Labs, it's all in the vial. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer food and music downtown joe's the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home organic ingredients fresh clean good for you good for the planet and seven bridges has the best selection in the world everything is a click away at breworganic.com join the mailing list for special deals and regular updates about new products and specials they have been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for almost 12 years they can help you brew great organic beer check out their huge 11th annual summer sale everything organic is on sale until july 15th save 10 to 50% on all organic malts, hops, adjuncts, spices, and green coffee for home roasting. Shop early for the best selection and best deals. Seven Bridges is the host and promoter of the National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Take the challenge this fall for a chance to win great prizes, including a hands-on brewing experience at an organic brewery. Seven Bridges. Visit today at breworganic.com. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. I'm speaking with John Mayer, brewmaster at uh, Rogue Ales in Newport, Oregon. Thanks for joining us, John. Glad to be here. Well, and, uh, your nickname is uh, John Moore Hops Mayer, right? <laughs> I think I, I saw that on the website. You, you like the hoppy beers, John? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm getting to the point where there's a few of them out there <laughs> that are just... There's one that I won't even mention that I had a few months ago. I can't drink this, man. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> Some of these double IPAs are just, just... Right. Yeah, you know, when you got that itch that needs scratching with hops, uh, yeah. you know, there's... Uh, sometimes you go to the extreme. But I like I like a... I like a malty beer too. You know, I like uh, I kind of bounce back and forth from the malty to the hoppy. And even though your uh, a lot of your beers have a have a, a definite hop presence, uh, some of them have a real nice maltiness to them that uh, really balances out uh, the the bittering. And uh, you know, they're they're real. You know, you you got a whole range there. So even though you're uh, John Moore Hops Mayor. Um, you know, you you you, you do a respectable uh, duty coming up with beers that uh, have a lot of uh, malt to them, like uh, Dead Guy. Uh, you know, that's uh, very similar to a German Maybach, right? Correct. That's how it, uh, the genesis of that beer it, it was at one time. Uh, we used uh, Munich uh, lager yeast back in you know eighty nine ninety. Uh, it just evolved uh, one time. I think it was like the third or fourth dash. I said, oh, let's put your uh, Pac-Man yeast in this. See how it is. 
people like it the same. Oh, okay, I'll just leave it like it. Uh, I can't even remember what we called it back. Maybe it was my box back then. But uh, we never tried to lie to the people who found those, uh, you know, do it with loggies. It's kind of a bastard, really. It's a, Right, but uh, with that Pac-Man yeast, you can uh, you can ferment pretty cold, and you can uh, get a uh, a clean, almost lager-like uh, kind of character to it, right? Yeah, yeah that was true with that yeast. Well, and on your website, you say that it's uh, uh, 16 degrees Play-Doh starting, uh, 1065, and then finishing gravity, I calculated if you're getting a 78% apparent attenuation, that would be somewhere around 3.2 Play-Doh or uh, 1013 finishing. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I don't like, yeah um, some of those numbers are a little off. But I don't like, like it to finish that dry. Mm-hmm. It, it finishes around four, four is the, the lowest I like it to see. It's usually around four to four and a half. A little residual there, you know. Right, especially in a in a box style beer, you want uh, yeah. want some body in there and uh, a little bit of sweetness. Yeah. Right. And then forty IBU and uh, sixteen level bond. Boil time on this yeah. beer? You go uh, what ninety minutes? Uh, or you used to go ninety minutes, and now you've got the yeah. new system? That was thirty. Yeah, it was ninety. Now it's thirty-five. <laughs> okay. Uh, One fifty-two. Uh, Degree mash temperature. Okay, single infusion. Yep. Okay, and then the uh, the grist for this beer is uh, uh, two row, uh, and then uh, what's the mayor Munich? Well, that's that's a little marketing there. It's uh, very looking Munich mm-hmm. malt that we get the silo, so it's easy to obtain. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, I, was, I was thinking maybe you're toasting your own or something. <laughs> one time we thought about it. But it just you know, one cookie sheet at a time in the old oven and, uh, <laughs> you know, 100-barrel yeah. batch. You're probably doing that uh, nonstop. Yeah. And, well, and, we put one batch. Okay. And then uh, what kind of percentages uh, are, uh, what's, uh, what's the, uh, the grist in pounds for, for the two-row? Okay, and uh, we put about uh, 4,000 pounds, two uh-huh. row, and 1350 of uh, Munich, uh-huh. and 580 of uh, uh, C15 for Western. Okay. Reasons between now. Okay. And then uh, hopping. Uh, Perlay and uh, Saz. Yeah, uh, we we use uh, the Sterling now mm-hmm. in, in the Whirlpool. Okay. The Saz was getting. Uh, we were buying. We used to use the U.S. Saz, and then, uh, I think they're trying to phase that out. It didn't go that well mm-hmm. yeah, out here, and uh, so the Sterling is comprised of fifty percent Saz. And other influences, which I don't know that off the top of my head, but uh, mm-hmm. so we're using in the in the boil at a seven seven point five alpha of the pearly that we're getting right now thirty eight pounds, and mm-hmm. uh, the start of the boil and the whirlpool hopping is uh, thirty pounds of the sterling. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. And then uh, you're using the Pac-Man yeast for this, of course. And do you ferment this at, at 60, like uh, many yeah, of your ales? Yep, 60 degrees. And lots of oxygen, uh, pitch heavy, and uh, use a, a nutrient. Yep. And, and, and no water adjustments on this. Um, you only had a couple of beers that you do water adjustments on today, and uh, I, I don't think this would be one of them, right? Yeah, correct. We don't, we don't adjust Okay. Any other tips for for brewing this beer? Uh, no, we we filter this one, mm-hmm. so we try to get it nice and cold. But uh, you know, some tank time, get it drop out, go nice, develop some get some flavors going on there. You know. I like a little bit of that. Uh, the key to this beer is that Munich malt 
uh, mid palate, you know, that little bit of sweetness. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's melanoidins to a point, you know, but uh, that, that's the key. And, and we try to get it every on every batch if we can. It's just it's real critical the way that the yeast uh, ferments out, and it just can't. That's why the mass temperature is pretty critical. But you don't want it to uh, ferment out too dry. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you, you just lose it. Right. You know, you know that mid palate flavor. You know. Well, that's that's one of the things uh, you know about uh, all your beers. I I can go in and uh, you know I can sit there at the the Rogue Ale House and and uh, you know a lot of places I uh, you go sometimes you're like well you know I'm in a mood for this or I'm in a mood for that and uh, you know you they may not have what you're looking for but you go to a Rogue Ale House there's such a selection there uh, that you know you're you're just not gonna you're going to find something that you that you're going to that you're in the mood for, and that's one of the reasons I really love going there. Plus, good food, good service. I've been a real happy customer at the the place in San Francisco, and yeah, it's that's that's great. It's uh, it's good products, and uh, I can see why our our listeners are requesting uh, Dead Guy as well. I enjoy that, and uh, you know, you guys often send that out for. Uh, the NHC, the, the National Homebrewers Conference. You guys have, uh, for many years, been a, a big sponsor and uh, really helped out that conference. And and the, the grand banquet is uh, always uh, rogue beers. And uh, this year, we're doing a special uh, uh, beer and food pairing. It's going to be a gourmet dinner uh, by uh, Sean Paxton and and. Uh, we're matching up with uh, Rogue Ales for that uh, in particular. So I'm really excited about that. It's it's going to be a combination of uh, a lot of my favorite things. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> Excellent. Well, and uh, maybe I can thank you in person for uh, helping us out with uh, uh, brewing uh, Dead Guy. And uh, we'll let you know how it all turns out. So thanks again uh, for your help. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, I rolled a 15, and I get a plus two from my yeast starter. Nope, sorry, you failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way. You had to be to 24. It's schizosaccharomyces. This sucks. I just failed versus oxidation. Our party is fracked. Doug's the only one left, and his beer is a Berliner Weiss. What's this? A tea party? Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, strizzle, spalt, and fart Y yeast 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the sci-fi convention showstopper number eight make 10th level at northernbrewer.com nico listen our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour and after this we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and to the next meeting kids come on let's get out of here i'm supposed to have more lines i'm the professional Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. In the past year, the Brewing Network has been able to add two new shows, expand our studio capabilities and quality, and bring more beer information home to you than ever before. 
In no small part, this is due to subscribers like you. Thank you from all of us at the Brewing Network. Without your monthly support of any denomination, we could not bring you the very best in live beer radio like Can You Brew It? Brew Strong and the Sunday Session. Haven't signed up yet? Join your fellow brewers in the BN Army. Sign up today at thebrewingnetwork.com for a recurring donation as little as $2 a month. Besides all the great live radio you'll support, every subscriber is automatically entered in monthly raffles for amazing brew gear like a conical fermenter, a temperature control system, or your own draft setup. Become a part of the BN Army today. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Dude. Put some yeah. sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right. How about that John Mayer, huh? <laughs> he's a, quite the mellow fellow. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. I really appreciate him helping yeah. us out. And uh, so we've we've sampled the uh, the commercial example and the clone example. Blind. Didn't know what they were for a second time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, we all uh, came up to to our decisions and. Uh, and uh, let's see. Let's start with uh, Justin. Justin, what's your take Cloned. on it? Cloned. Cloned. There are some differences. and uh, But that doesn't matter to you. It's cloned. I just like Tasty so much nowadays. Right. No, it's a sympathy thing. Huh? Okay. It's a sympathy. No, I said it uh, during our first version of this show, our Deja show. Uh, you gave him the reach around that time. Yeah, I thought it was cloned then. And it was partly in... Uh, it was John's... Um, you know, evaluation of the beer that, that helped me come to that conclusion. Um, I had actually thought that uh, Tasty's beer was the commercial edition, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we do it blind, and turns mm-hmm. out I was reversed. But um, we tasted it again today, and, you know, these this is cloned. It is so, so very close mm-hmm. that if you gave me, and I this is usually my standard, if you gave me, uh, you know, the, the the homebrew and said, this is rogue. I could give you I chocolate and vagina yes. and, you'd, and you'd say I would have said it was rogue. Yeah. That's true. Well, those are both good things. All good things taste good. <laughs> All good things. I, would, I wouldn't have argued with you. I would not even uh-huh. bat an eye about uh-huh. you telling me it was rogue. And that's okay. why I think it's cloned, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, that Pac-Man yeast, and, uh, you know, it's it's got a signature uh, flavor, I think. Okay, how about you, uh, Nathan? You got, uh, wait, what would you say? I think... Uh you could use a microphone. I could use a microphone. That's cool. Uh, I think Tasty's beer had a little bit more of a bright hop character to it. The uh, dead guy that we had commercially tasted a little like it was slightly a little bit older. But at the same time, thinking back to how it probably was, I'd say cloned. I'd You'd say, say completely cloned. cloned yeah. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. And Tasty? Well, Tasty uh, still believes it is cloned. I think it's... Uh... <laughs> you guys always give me a hard time. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, uh, I'm, kind of, I'm sort of like Nathan. The beers do not taste exactly the same, but... You, <laughs> you know, don't taste the same, but they're cloned. No, it's cloned. No, you no. Know, the definition of clone I, is really well, here, a very loose I, one. Well, here's my definition of clone. Okay. I would not change this recipe. 
uh-huh. in, a, in attempting to make this beer. Ah, okay. That, to me, is cloned. Okay. I, I would agree mm-hmm. with that definition. Because that's, that's, that's the best we can provide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't control how well the rogue beer is treated between the brewery and, and my uh, store shelf with the fluorescent lights. I think that's an excellent point. Right. But I, and I can control my beer between my brewery and, and this uh-huh, table we're uh-huh, drinking uh-huh. at here today. Okay. Uh, and my beer just gets here fresher than their beer. That's all. Okay. So, I, well, not in this case because all right. So, oh, well, I did have so some. Beer, I did have some beer abuse involved. Here's the difference. Now, at the at the conference, I was saying not cloned because there's a pretty fair difference between the two beers, right? And John, well, that sample was John really was saying, awesome. hey, you know the uh, you know the one that uh, you know the the bottle that we got, which has gone through the Bevmo abuse. <laughs> She was like, "They're not a sponsor, are they?" They and they, they never, never will. They never will be. It's okay, they won't. Um, They're very just a five state chain. Don't worry, about it. we don't need them. <laughs> right. The uh, the uh, he, he said, you know, it's got a little oxidation in it, and you know, that's that's my beer with some oxidation. And he knew the difference, but he was like, "Nah, it's cloned." And you know, with the difference, uh, I was like, "Well, all right." You know, uh, I, I I didn't think it was cloned. But I, you know, I still thought there was enough of a difference that wasn't explaining it from oxidation. So I drive the Pope Mobile up to Oregon, and I'm drinking Dead Guy every chance I get. I drank a good 15 pints of Dead Guy on this trip. Wow. I'm drinking Dead Guy to beat the band in bottles, in bombers, in in 12 ounces on draft. I'm having Dead Guy left and right. Wow. I even went to the BJ's up there and had some Dead Guy, and. Uh, and what was interesting about it is the the beer at that time was when it when it was you know their normal one and not abused. It tasted like your example at the at the at the conference. Yeah. It tasted a little more bitter, as I recalled, but uh, you know more similar with the the malt and 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 the brand and the and, and that kind of profile, right? And so at that point, I thought, yeah, I'll clone, you know, kind of, you know, a few IBUs off, but but pretty damn close. And now we come into the studio, and you bought a bottle of uh, Rogue Dead Guy yep. at the Bevmo. Yep. You picked Same it off, Bevmo. You know, tried trying to get the abused bottle. Well, no, no, and, uh, I, I got the one that was refrigerated. All right, but you still for and, and you abused yours, right. <laughs> trying to. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know? I did when I, I when I had this beer at the uh, conference. And once we uh, had recorded the show, I said, "Hey, let's just serve this sucker." Because uh, right. everybody was liking it, and we right. just serve it out. So, and you somehow there was like a gallon left over, and uh, it got. I told my son was helping me empty my car, so I said, "Well, put all the empties on the deck, and uh, and uh, give me the other ones, and I'll put them in cold storage." Well, he must have thought it was empty, but uh, mm-hmm. and I went out there to move some kegs around. And I said, hey, "Wait, there's a gallon of beer in this dead guy keg. Otherwise, we would have no beer today to, to, to retry." Well, and the funny thing is, now you, you the, the two beers have swapped positions. Yeah, yeah. Well, my beer was like on my hot deck for three days, above ninety degrees. Right, right. So I was like, right. a, I was like, so now you're giving it you're the, uh, the bevmo abused, treatment. right? And the the dead guy actually seems fine. It seems <laughs> fresher, like you know, dead it? guy, you know, yeah. closer to what I got in Oregon. Yeah. And so, based off of that, I have to say cloned. And and your definition, I think, is an excellent one. I think that's I, all we can do. I think that's an excellent definition. You wouldn't change the recipe. No. Uh, based on... Not on an IBU. Not a, not a malt uh, gram or anything. No. Right. Right. So, I, I think we have to call that one cloned. I think that's excellent. So, so nice what's the recipe tasty. here? All right. Yeah, well, let's walk make, us through. Let's make this bad boy. All right. Well, this is your uh, rogue dead guy ale. Uh, batch size, about six gallons or 22.7 liters. Starts out with initial gravity of 1.065 or 15.9 Plato. Finishes out about uh, 10.14 or maybe 10.13, depending on your fermentability issues, and uh, which is uh, 3.6 Plato. Comes in at, uh, I think, about 6.7% uh, ABV. It's got uh, IBUs of about uh, 49.4. I guess there's no about about that. I was going to say about 50, but okay. Uh, color is 7.5. This is a pretty gold beer. Um, the boil time on this was 90 minutes. Uh, collected a pre-boil volume of 7.7 gallons or 29.1 liters. And a pre-boil gravity of 1.051, 12.6 Plato. And uh, I always list the pre-boil volume and gravity because that, to me that's one of the most important measurements I take in my brewing process. It tells mm-hmm. me... Where I am in the variable portion of the program. Everything else to me is, I can control, is like mm-hmm. all constant because I boil at the same level and I should get the same reduction in gravity. So, 
the mash is where things kind of, to me, get pretty variable. Right. But, uh, and and then you've always said, you know, take your reading at the beginning, right, right before, right when you're starting the boil. When the starts boiling. Let it boil up a, right. a so moment it's a, or it's two. It's a good stirring stir method, yes. Mm-hmm. And then take your gravity reading and then see if you're close or not and make your adjustment there. Exactly. Because if you don't, your hop additions are all yeah, messed up. You're making, you know, you're, I mean, you're, everything. You're making a totally different beer. You're not making the beer that you're trying to make. Like this recipe, for instance, is useless if you don't hit mm-hmm. your your gravity number and volume numbers. Right. You're making more of a of a more diluted hop beer, which is not what you're trying to make. And you can do that right then and there. That yeah. adjustment's pretty easy. Some yeah. DME or some some DME water. or make a bigger volume of beer if your right. if your gravity's high. Of course, you got to add more hops to do that. If your volume you might changes. consider sanitizing a. Small carboy to get the extra wort to save the beer and that kind of right, thing. Right, and then, uh, but the thing that you should keep, you should really learn to control and keep steady is your evaporation rate. That's right. That's get a right. consistent right. evaporation rate yeah. from the beginning of the boil to the end of the boil. Exactly. If you can do that, it makes it very easy to hit those numbers. And when, yeah. if you're having trouble hitting numbers, it's, right. it's probably because of that evaporation rate and you're not checking right. after your sparge. Yeah, and that boils. It's hard to do. So if, sometimes if you have the wrong, like a uh, gas regulator. Or you're in an environment where it's windy and you can't control that wind, it, you know that really affects that. It makes the uh, the evaporation very, too much of a variable. You know, mm-hmm. you, and mm-hmm. it's one you can take out if you if you worry about getting the right environment. Think about a commercial brewery; they don't have any of those issues whatsoever. Right. They have constant pressure. It doesn't matter how much propane is left in their tank; they're not using propane. They're not worried about the wind. They're inside, so they don't have those issues. So mm-hmm. They have a uh, much more control over that part of the process. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, yeah, so take those uh, pre-boil uh, or uh, yeah, pre-boil readings. So let's talk. Let's see what kind of grains we got in here. Well, it's just, you know, this is one of these really simple recipes that really comes out and makes a great beer. Uh, start out with uh, 10.58 pounds or 4.8 uh, kilograms of uh, tuberose. Uh, for uh, character here, we're adding 3.57 pounds or 1.62 kilograms of Munich malt. It's that Munich malt kind of gives it a yeah. kind of a grainy, yeah. bready, uh, bit the, of a yeah. malty background. This is the character of this beer. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of yeah, the bready, grainy thing, is it? And then uh, for stability, I would say, the uh, 1.53 pounds or 0. 0.70 kilograms of uh, Karastan malt. Mm-hmm. It's great, uh, great stabilizing malt, great for head retention, stuff like that. And that's the uh, the grain bill. It's sixty seven percent base malt, twenty two percent Munich, and about ten percent uh, Karastan. So you can see there's each malt is represented significantly there. There's no two percent of this, you know, two percent addition malts. They're all, you know, ten percent, twenty two percent, sixty seven. So they're in there. Uh, now hops, uh, we do a, a ninety minute ad- addition at uh, of uh, pearl, one point four one ounces of forty grams of pearl at uh, Pellet hops at 7.5 alpha for a total of 44.4 IBUs. And then at flame out, which I always do at one minute, so I don't know why I know. I guess let's just call it one minute. Uh, 1.13 ounces or 32 grams of sterling. These are also pellet hops at 7 alpha for a total of 5 IBUs. Uh, this beer is then uh, mashed at uh, 152 for a single infusion or 67 centigrade uh, for 60 minutes. Uh, raise it to mash out uh, temperature 168 for uh, etc. 76C for about 10 minutes, and then uh, it's sparged for uh, 60 minutes at 170 degrees Fahrenheit or 77C. The uh, yeast is the uh, Pac-Man yeast, so the Y yeast is, was gracious enough to uh, air airship us a bunch of the yeast to uh, so I could make this beer in time for the national conference. It was basically a I had to have the yeast on Friday so I could brew the beer on Saturday because otherwise I wasn't going to have it ready for the conference. So they were gracious enough to expedite that and get us the uh, Y yeast Pac-Man 1764 yeast. And it's a great yeast. It just plows right through this uh, through this beer, uh, finishes nice and clean. Uh, it's just, I can't say enough good things about the yeast. So this beer was, uh, as John suggested or told us, uh, fermented at 60 degrees Fahrenheit or 15.6 degrees Celsius. And uh, it's really colder than I usually ferment an ale, but uh, I, I like the ferment. I like the beer. Uh, I, I I may use this yeast again in some other beers that I uh, that I have in my uh, uh, favorite beer list uh, and see how they turn out. And that's the beer. That's the recipe. If you uh, can uh, 
get these basic ingredients. Uh, you know, the pearl sometimes you can't get that. You could also you could substitute uh, uh, Northern Brewery for that. It's another uh, sort of woody uh, English kind of flavored hop. Uh, probably the German Northern Brewery would be better. Um, Sterling, I think you can use Centennial, uh, possibly to, to, for this in there as well. And uh, again, that's the recipe, and uh, we did brew it <laughs> and and drink, and we drank yes, a lot of it. Mister Mister Plissé used to say. And how did fermentation oh. go? You oh. sort of plowed oh. right through it. It's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I it, it was done. It was eighty percent complete. In about six days, and uh, it's probably ninety percent, probably in in nine days. And uh, usually, I let it uh, like that. In my personal, uh, the way I make beer, I let it. I would let that rise up to seventy, just to I don't know. I call it cleaning it up, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I did not in this beer. I, yeah, that, I think he does it at sixty, and that's exactly what that I did. So. Extra activity at the end. Uh, you know, you warm it up, the yeast become more active. All the flavor products have already been yeah. developed. You're not gonna, yeah. And you're not you're not changing that, but you can actually reduce a lot of those compounds by warming the beer up right. towards the end. You warm it up too hot, of course, you can, you can accelerate oxidation. You right. can uh, make the yeast uh, autolyze faster. Right. But, you know, a, few, a, a small warming at the end, the yeast become a little bit more active, then they, they flock out, and it, it actually cleans up the beer considerably. So that's a, that's a great technique that I think... Uh, most uh, most brewers with uh, the know-how tend to tend to do. That yeast is known for uh, flocculating quite aggressively. Did you have problems with it dropping out too early, tasty, or did it seem? Oh uh, no, it's sound? no. It seemed no. I I think the its activity was you know was right in line with its uh, attenuation rate. That is when it was ninety percent attenuated. When it's done, it drops out. It, kind it, of thing. you know it had slowed down appropriately. Just like my yeast I know really well is the California O one. It acted in a lot of ways no different than that. Cool. Yeah. Very good. Well, if you're listening live, you uh, have an opportunity to join in the chat room and ask questions, things like that. Uh, a lot of like-minded listeners. And uh, you just go to the website, uh, www.thebrewingnetwork.com, and there's a, a listen live, and then there's also a, a chat now button, and you can join in this little form. You don't need to put any uh, password or anything like that in. Just jump in. You use any name you want so you can hide your real identity and uh, yeah. come in, ask questions, and uh, have some fun during the show. There are a couple things, just uh, more clarifications from the chat room today. No direct questions about the recipe, but people asking about the Pac-Man yeast, uh, they want a clarification. It is a Y-yeast yeast. Y-yeast is the is the company that puts it out, and it isn't always available. Um, it's 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 not even seasonal anymore. I, I, Brian from Y Yeast was explaining it on the show that isn't a show anymore, uh, and, and unfortunately, I don't have I don't remember the information he said. But it was essentially he that doesn't he, remember. Yeah, that, but to have the show. But he knows the guy was there, and uh, yes, and, that and he said something, and he said something, something to the effect of it so could be gotten did. You could get it and did. And uh, somebody else in the forums, uh, he in the in the chat room here said that uh, almost any place who who sells their um, dead guy clone kit, you can you right. can buy this clone kit. Yeah. Will also make the Pac Man yeast available. So uh, that's clarification. And since we didn't have a lot of questions uh, about this beer specifically, I'm going to allow one off-topic question could be used for this beer. So that's my uh, that's our in. All right, Bike Foolery. He's hanging out in the chat room, and he's just got a, a general question about his kettle. He says, "I've got a limited kettle where I can only put in six gallons," um, and so he says he tends to boil off about one and a half gallons. Is it bad to add water mid-boil? Is that something he can do? No, I mean it's it's, <laughs> it's a sixty-minute boil. He wants right. you to know too. You, you can um, really what you want to do is add that water as early in the process as you can, and you you know Just the, be consistent. As you can. The, yeah, the concentration that you're you're hitting is increasing. Your hop utilization is probably going down a little bit. You're probably forming more melanoidins. I mean, you know, it does have an effect. But Absolutely. In the grand scheme of things, it's it, it's probably fine. So you know, fermentation is more important than than that. So you can go ahead and do that. But but try to be consistent. Add it at the same. Do exactly. it the same way every do it time. Same way every time. If you add it early. Add it early. If you don't like, say, oh, I forgot right. to do it. I'll add it in the last ten minutes. Just pick a time and always do it. Then. Do it that way. Yeah. 
always. Or, he could or two be, times. He could be boiling too aggressively as well if he's boiling off too well, much and always overshooting the gravity. Yeah, if he's boiling off a gallon and a half off a six. I don't know the percentage. That's not bad. He did, that's like okay. Here, on this recipe I've got here, uh, we're trying to make six gallons. Uh, yeah. 7.7 gallons, you know, pre-boil. Well, it wouldn't fit in his kettle. Right, right. In 60 minutes, though. You're doing a 90-minute. Right. In 60 minutes, he's boiling off a gallon and a half out of six. That's a pretty hefty percentage in 60 minutes. I think a lot of homebrewers tend to over, overboil, over at least yeah. in the beginning. And, and I agree. Some people can kind of back off on that and probably get better results. Yep. Or at least it's worth playing with. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, because uh, when, when you start out, you're told, oh, you got to boil vigorously. You got to really get a boil, boil, boil. You can't boil too hard. And, you know, people are like, you know, the, the words leaping a foot <laughs> into the out. air. <laughs> Oh, it's like, oh, my God, it's like Vesuvius. Got to wear a poncho, otherwise you could burn. Yeah. So, uh, you know, really you need uh, just kind of a roll. When they talk about rolling boil, they're just talking about the, the, yeah. the liquid kind of coming up and turning over. Exactly. It's not that it's, you know, going. It's not raising above the surface too much. Right, right. So, um, you know, just just a, just a boil. And, and, you know, a lot of times I'll have people over my house and they'll look at my boil and they go, that's all you boil? That's it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's plenty. I mean, you see, like, vapor rising. You see yeah, the that's work Take a turning over. <laughs> yeah, it's 212. Uh, that'll work. That's that'll it. work for boiling. I'm, you know, pretty close to sea level. That's that's Weird. That's it. So, uh, you know, overdoing it, like like Nathan's saying. Uh, yeah, you know, vigorous you can, is not the right term for this. You can really kind of jack your beer up uh, in a lot of ways if you really just overdo it. So you might want to... You know, keep keep that rate uh, controlled. It's easier to control the rate if you're not at the maximum right. rate. Right. You got some place to go with it. And so. in an hour, you should boil off maybe ten percent to fifteen percent. Ten to fifteen. So. Yep. Uh, eight eight to fifteen of of your volume in an hour. Okay. And that's and that's plenty. All right. Last clarification: your fermentation temp, tasty. What was that? They said uh, they, uh, sixty Fahrenheit. It was, and that's what John. That's uh, what John yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was it, guys. It's all yours. All right. So, uh, anything to recap? <laughs> well, that's this is what well, you would, would you do. do recap. Would you do anything different? Oh, different, different, different. Uh, no, no. If I wanted to make this beer, I would use this recipe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I would change. I, I think it. And I, I'd, the tastes are so similar that it'd be. I silly would just to, watch, you know, oxygen pickup, you know, store it cold, and yeah. you know, you'll have a beer very similar to what you're going to find, uh, you know, fresh from the brewery in in uh, Newport, Oregon. If you ever get a chance to go there, stop by. It's a beautiful place, great food, great service, uh, uh, a wonderful spot. Uh, uh, don't bother John. He needs to make uh, more great beer for us to drink. Oh, yes. But uh, we will be hearing uh, in the upcoming episode, if you're listening live, stay tuned. Uh, coming up with uh, Daddy's Little Helper, Ooh. and uh, also from Rogue. And then uh, a little later on, uh, Oscar Blues Gordon. That's why Nathan's here. He Two actually took, took that challenge on. And if you're listening on the archives, of course, you've got to wait weeks and weeks and weeks between. Yeah. So uh, you should be listening live. Also, if you get a chance, I want you to go to uh, www.hopheads.com, and they've got their 22nd Annual Southern California Regional Homebrew Championship. And uh, the deadline uh, is uh, noon on July 11th. Okay, so I think believe that's yeah. Friday at noon. If you're going to enter at uh, More Beer in Riverside or Concord or... Uh, uh, Culver City Homebrew Supply, Home Beer and Wine Cheese Making Shop. That's a good guy. Uh, O'Shea's or Myriad Homebrew Emporium. Uh, otherwise, if you're going to drop them off at the Main Street Brewery in Corona, California, uh, that's July 25th. And they have a mail-in the, uh, address, too, if you just go, go to the website. Right, go to the website. And the cool thing is, if you're Brewing Network listener... You can get yourself a, a discount of a dollar an entry. It's only six dollars to begin with, and now and a dollar right. off that. Dollar oh. off, and you get that. It's off one of the, the best forum. judging prices I've seen. Yeah, go to the go to the uh, thebrewingnetwork.com. Go to the forum, and uh, in there you're going to find the the code to uh, get you a discount under and, beer uh, events. It's right at the well, top. Well, you know, I entered last year. Obviously, I must have because I saw I had I had some medals there, and I remember the uh, score sheets were uh, really good. I thought they did a great job. So yeah, it's a good yeah. competition. Cool. I don't I got enter, my five dollars worth. I don't enter anymore, so. Uh, you're retired. Yeah, I'm retired. I'm old. I'm retired. Wait a minute. You're retired. Yeah. You know what that's going to do to our uh, Western but, Regional <laughs> of the National Company? Uh, totally unbalanced. I'm going to unbalance the region. Well, and I'll tell you. You Any know what? What, what, what I here? have what I have started started to do is uh, I'm on Facebook now. There was somebody pr- pretending to be I saw me you on Facebook. Me. Oh, really? So you had to take over that? <laughs> yeah. Somebody pretending to be me on Facebook, and the Facebook people wouldn't do anything about it. 
<laughs> so I'm like, oh, crap. Well, now i got to have to uh, set up an account on Facebook. So uh, you find me there on Facebook, Jamel Zanishef, and, uh, you know, come be my friend. I think we're friends. I'm on Twitter, too. And what I do Facebook. on, what I do on, get a hold of yourself, what I do on Twitter is I, I go and I drink and I hand my phone to my daughter and I say, here, send this out. She types for you. <laughs> she types for me. Twice as fast? About six times as fast. Six times. Yeah. All right. So good show. Good uh, good clone. Good beer. So I spent hanging with you. And uh, I'm looking forward to our next clone. And I'm looking forward to uh, the next conference. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking forward to you guys uh, going to the the uh, thebrewingnetwork.com and click on that donate uh, button and sign up to uh, donate. Uh, two bucks a month. That's all it takes. Makes a big difference in keeping this kind of programming on the air. So if you enjoy it, uh, you know, uh, open up the pocketbook a little bit if you can afford it. And uh, it'll, it'll make a big difference. And support our great sponsor, Northern Brewer, uh, northernbrewer.com. They have been a longtime uh, supporter, and they keep this program going. Until then, Bruce Strong. We're out.